Let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. So people, it's really important to know like what your status is, where you're at, especially those in the dating community. Let's Get Checked not only does STD testing, but they do hormone testing, cholesterol testing, you name it, they pretty much do it. Ever important to know what's going on in your body and ever important to share that with your partner too. So Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. How awesome is that? You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging with next day delivery. Once your sample arrives in the lab, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. Your results are reviewed by a clinician and a member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team may call you to review your results. Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation, giving you a lot more confidence and security when using Let's Get Checked. So, if you want to avoid an uncomfortable office visit, like me, and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com slash dddweird and get 25% off your testing using code dddweird25. Happy testing! So clearly, that last episode was a lot to unpack, uh, but we've invited Lacey and Natalie back uh, for the second part of this journey and my story Stay tuned for more Dating, Divorced, and Downright Weird. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, overwhelmed, or like me, all of the above, BetterHelp is here to help. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. Also, you can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Special offer to dating divorced and downright weird listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash dddweird. That's betterhelp.com slash dddweird. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring Dating, Divorced, and Downright Weird. Twenty twenty, COVID, year from hell. I'm on the verge of breaking up, but I don't because I quote unquote don't have a reason. I had all the reasons in the world for the past three years, but I didn't sure. have like a, a theme, like something hadn't happened. Right. And I swear to God, that went on for the rest of the year. And I, I didn't have and that. That is something out. I want to kind of kind of sit on for a second, having to have a reason. I mm-hmm. think that's something else that we, I know I've thought it. I know I have felt it. Yeah. I've heard it from so many other people, mm-hmm. abusive relationships or non-abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. I think when there is some kind of manipulation, abuse going on, it's that much more prevalent. But again, we got to have a right time. We're waiting for the right time a lot of times. And we got to have a reason. What is the reason? It, we We have to start leaning into, you know, Things that have happened in the past, it's uh-huh. okay to lean into those things. It is okay uh-huh. to have mm-hmm. six months, yeah. 12 months to process and say, you know what, now I'm ready to leave. Uh-huh. It's also okay to just trust our intuition and say, you know what, I can't put my finger on one thing. Something just doesn't feel right. I, and I didn't, and it I hasn't knew, felt right for a while. I felt that yeah. since the first time he left me. Mm, yeah. And I, I never unfelt that. It yeah. was like, yeah. once it's like, you can't unsee something, right? I couldn't yeah. unfill that feeling. Yep. It was always there. Yep. You know, sometimes it was a little more intense than others, but it was always there. I couldn't couldn't put my finger on it. I, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know, the whole duration of 2020 happened, and while COVID sucked and the world shut down and all that, 
things were quote unquote fine. Yeah. Right? It wasn't like they look good on paper. Thing. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so here we but go. Do they? Do they? Do a stream of consciousness. If you've got pros and cons and your pros are he's attractive, he has a job, and the cons are, you know, he calls me, you know, X, Y, and Z. He, uh-huh. he you know, literally doesn't hold the door open. He lets it shut on me or, you know, like there's con after con after con and the pros are like superficial. You know, he's cute. Or he has a job or he... Well, he's not checking either one of those boxes either. So, I mean, you know... <laughs> but, I mean, look at these lists. Just do just do rapid fire stream of consciousness and look at your list. I mean, the... the but sometimes the list, the list can be a little bit different, though, especially in a volatile relationship. I know for me, sometimes the list is, are we fighting right now? No. Not right now. Not right now. Is he being she, nice to me? Right now. Right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is, he, has he, is he doing the things that I asked mm-hmm. him to do in the last therapy session? Yes, yeah. he is. Is he presenting himself as a changed person? Yes, he is. So sometimes in that regard, it does look good on paper. Sometimes but it does look like. that's also the cycle like of violence. It is. Um, that's the honeymoon period. So, um, Which is what we got to a lot because we fought yeah. a lot. We broke up. We got yeah. back together. And also, yeah. again, going back to those that have experienced childhood abuse and their parents breaking up and get back together, mm-hmm. that's what was familiar to me. Yeah. Right. I couldn't figure out why I couldn't make this thing work, and it's because because this is what's familiar to me. Not yeah. necessarily what's good for me. Right. Yeah. This is what's familiar, and this is why I keep going back to it. Well, right. Sure. So it's what's normal. We go through 2020. I can remember vividly having this session early in 2021 with our – we have a shared therapist mm-hmm. – not that we go at the same time. That would be really weird. But, like, she referred me to her, and she's just out fucking standing. So I have this sort of, like, light bulb moment with my therapist early 2021. And after that, nothing was the same. I don't know what it was she said. I know there was a, a, a hiccup with the ex-wife around that time, a session with my therapist that unlocked something that I wasn't aware I was holding on to. And after that, it was like he and I were never going to be okay. He and I were, no matter what he did and how he did it, I mean, again, you know, when we started this conversation, I I said there were a lot of bright spots. I mean, you know, the guy has rage and anger issues like nobody's business, but the guy also, like, talk about phenomenal gift giver. I mean, until he wasn't. But, like, you know, I would post on, like, Valentine's Day and birthday and this and that and the other, and he just was, like, spot on with all that. But that shit doesn't make up for how it made me feel right you can make me feel good a couple days out of the year but the other 363 i feel like dirt or i just sort of feel Mm -hmm. numb and there's a very fine line between really good quality gift giving somebody whose love languages is gifts i'm a person whose love languages is is gift giving and crossing that line into love bombing yeah and the key phrase is make up for yes make up for do you feel like you were love bombed yeah i mean and then it got and then he just sort of phoned it in, right? And he didn't phone it in for years. Yeah. He did all that shit really, really well through the duration of 2021 mm-hmm. and then get to 2022. I mean, this is a man that has bought me, you know, expensive jewelry before. He's made me jewelry. He's made me He customized you a book, like a storybook. I mean, story he, made a, book. he made a storybook when you're It wasn't Valentine's just about Day. the money. It was sure. like it the was, thought it and was, the effort. He did. He genuinely put a lot of thought into a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And showed it in this way, which meant the world to me. And then this year, mm-hmm. right, even before we got engaged this year, yeah. 2022, right, 2021, everything really started. And I think that's when I started stepping into my confidence, too, which is probably why it bucked the system. Yeah. Yeah. But starting in 2022, this is a man that, you know, at one point wrote a book, created jewelry, yeah. chocolate covered strawberries, homemade, blah, 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 blah. 
shows up at my doorstep this year with a box of chocolates yeah. that he probably got on the way to my apartment. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. really? Yeah. You know, like, and, and for me, that was very interesting because I'm like, you know, it like it had like that whole gift giving thing had really sort of like. Well, there's a shift in the effort. There was a shift a, in the a effort. A great shift in the effort. And, Huge. And that's it. When you notice it, it's impactful. Um, yeah. And, we, and, you know, I think for all of us, where we're whole, we are. And where we're deficient, we we are. And so and in, and when people are are have put things in reverse and are, are backing out of of their relationship uh, emotionally, physically, whatever, um, it, it's evident. It's evident. <laughs> you know, it's evident to him that you are. It's evident to you that he is. It is evident. Yeah. Um, in the chocolates, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. in the words, um, it is evident. Well, and I hesitate to say that. A lot of times we don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. I hesitate to say that because I'm like, for years he got it right until yeah. he until he stopped. And yeah. it's kind of like, I hate to say that he created this expectation or maybe sure. I just got spoiled. But right. it was, there was no effort. Right. Yeah. And the same thing happened with my engagement, right? Yeah. Well, and that takes us back to intention because, okay, for example, love bombing. Love bombing typically comes, it's not just, hey, I love you. I got you this great gift. It's, hey, I got you this great gift because I've done all these terrible things. I know I've done these terrible things and I'm trying to win you over again. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that there's that intention, that warped mm-hmm. intention. I know, not to make this about me, but the best Valentine's Day gift I ever got from one of my exes was – a few months after I had found out that he had been cheating mm-hmm. and we were trying to work it out and reconcile best Valentine's gift yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. And it was a form. It was very much a form of love bombing. And it's intense. It's intentional. And it's almost overwhelming. It is. And it's trying to make up. It's right. trying That's to make up for that deficiency. Yeah. So That's what it was do you for years. think? Yeah. Do you think? And I, I don't know. I'm just trying to put pieces together. Do you think that, you know, in 2019, 2018, 2019, you know, things were maybe felt more volatile. Yeah. Maybe there was more fighting. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why the gift giving was more on point because it was more love bombing. Whereas 2022 rolls around, even though you're feeling a lot of things and you're having a lot of realizations, on the surface, the relationship seems pretty smooth. And so the effort kind of drops. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of an interesting Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's like. We're not at that point. We're not even engaged. Right. Yeah. We haven't officially signed any contracts yeah. or anything on the house. We're already phoning it in. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of people experience that in long term relationships is that, you know, they used to try so, so hard. And then, you know, years in and 15 years of marriage or 10 years of marriage, they don't do that anymore. And, da, 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 da. and I'm right. like, we're already doing yeah. that before we mm-hmm. yeah. join forces. You right. become a complacent. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. well, we're yeah. not going to make any effort anymore. And there sure. was a lot of that showing up in other areas. You know, like when we first started dating, he made a lot of effort, yeah. you know, in other parts. And then he stopped. And again, I want to be clear. There's there's a huge difference between actual love bombing and then, you know what, we all have an off day, off year, off holiday where we just literally drop the ball on, on the gift giving no matter how good we are. We're all human. Mm-hmm. It comes down to intention, and we don't know people's intention. We can't read their brain. We can't read their mind, and that's where trusting our gut is so important. Our therapist, my Michelle's therapist, uh, has told me before that there's actually more serotonin in your gut, like in your bowel system, which is gross, than there is in your brain, which is where that expression came from. That's why you Trust get those gut. feelings mm-hmm. in your stomach area, in your abdomen area, and why they're so strong and they're so compelling because that serotonin will pick up on cues, body language, scenarios, feelings that your eyes, your brain, your heart right. can't see. Right, right. So 2021, it's still COVID. 
feeling off, but still together. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And so back to that that Mexico trip. So we discussed mm-hmm. after he got back in 2019. Mm-hmm. We were going to do this and and go all in and, yep. you know, use his, you know, realtor that he was having an emotional relationship with to start looking at houses. You know, that blew up. And then, you know, so put all that talk on pause for a long time. Started entertaining it maybe again in late 2020, even though in 2020 I'd also been like, hey, you know, maybe I should break up with him. Earlier that year, couldn't put my finger on why, right? Mm-hmm. I just sure. felt that way get into 2021, I'm starting to have some real aha moments, I think, from what triggers me, from therapy, from sort of, I think, dealing with my past, so on and so forth. And then I think that the, I think maybe what really did me in in between the emotional relationship and this sort of moment, I don't think I ever fully recovered from. And again, another opportunity to leave, but I didn't. Because again, a lot of times we we don't want to trust our gut. Mm-hmm. That serotonin, we don't want to trust our intuition. Mm-hmm. So I ignored it. Um, but he was going back with his parents and his whole family to Cancun on the family trip again. Now, in 2019, not a big deal. We'd been mm-hmm. together right at two years. Okay, whatever. 2020, nobody went anywhere. 2021, he was talking about how his girls may not go because they need to get their act together in school. They might be going to summer school. So he may be going to Cancun by himself. Right. And this is where I'll let you pick up. And that's when you were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, are we not in a place in our relationship where I should be incorporated into this family scene? Part of I'm your love. We are together. Our kids are, you know, we're we're a family. Mm-hmm. Like, am I not part of that? Why am I not invited on this trip? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I talked to so many of my girlfriends and so many of my girlfriends were like, why is this even a fucking issue? Yeah. Like, like you have been together for four years now. Yeah. The fact that he didn't even ask you and you had to tell him, that's. Yeah. I mean, it's. Huge red flag. Sure. Huge red flag. Yeah. So, of course, we fought about it. And then, of course, he talked to his parents after we fought about it. So then, of course, he was obligated to ask me because we fought about it. And his dad, of course, was like, yeah, we would love to have you take her. I'm wondering when you're going to make an honest woman out of her. Awkward. Mm-hmm. You're sure. So we went to Cancun. Um, he had one of his little emotional outbursts in Cancun twice. Uh-huh. Twice. On the family trip. On the family trip in his, in front of his family. And I found it really entertaining because looking back on it, um, I remember he just, he got in this mood. He just, he gets hot. He yeah. gets hangry. And he just sort of gets in this, like, pissy... So this you know, was not alcohol-induced. No. This was... He just throws temper tantrums. <laughs> yeah, he's... Whether there's alcohol or not, alcohol obviously makes it worse. I'm hungry. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm tired. I'm, I'm a big fucking titty baby. So I remember <laughs> his sister literally grabbing me by the arm and was like, you know what? Come on. Let's go. You're going with us. Yeah. And we got back to the resort. He goes and pouts, and I go out with the rest of his family. Sure. We go to this sports bar. It's great. We had a blast. Mm -hmm. I remember his brother-in-law, who's married to his sister, pulled me aside, and he was like, look. He was like, you got to decide right now because this is a great family. Mm -hmm. And I sort of question marked that after recent events. But nonetheless, he was like, this is a great family. Yeah. You know, um, know, the parents are are wonderful people. He was like, but here's the thing. We all know what we're getting when it comes to him. 
He was like, he has got the worst attitude yeah. and acts like a fucking baby. And he was yeah. like, trust that I want to punch him in his nose <laughs> a lot. He was like, I don't. Yeah. But I, that's how I feel. He was yeah. like, you got to decide if you want to put up with that. And I feel like that was a very... Blanket like way of saying pivotal, you get what you get and don't pitch a fit. That's, that's exactly right. That, mm-hmm. but also we all see it. Yeah. We all see it. Yeah. You know, his sister rescued me from dinner, pulled me away from him. You Sign know. up for it or don't, but make yeah. your choice. Right. They're all like, sure. you know, I'm sorry you feel this way and this sucks. This is just who he is. Right. right? And, and they make that all excuse. learned to accept it. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And they, they use all... that acceptance as an excuse. They hide behind it. Well, well it's just how he is. And yeah. yeah. And they're all enablers. Of course. Sure. So that wasn't red flag enough for me. Sure. Like the other 15 that we talked about, right. I remember last summer, he had this very similar hissy fit. Well, they fit. were, but you were going to fix it. Right. He had this very similar hissy fit, right? Mm-hmm. And just pouts off, goes to get ice because we're on the boat with the three kids, his two girls and my son. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what's wrong with him? Is something wrong with him? What's wrong with him? And I was like, I have no idea. You've You've seen what I've seen. Mm-hmm. I wasn't with him earlier this morning. I have no idea. And so he comes back. And, of course, me being the adult, I'm like, what's wrong with you? He was like, nothing. I was like, you were fun, and now you're not. I mean, this is no alcohol. Sure. Now you're not. Now you're being pissy. I have no idea if something's triggered him, if something's pissed him off. But I remember that day his girls both telling me we are afraid of him. And I should have said then. That was that the day was on enough. the boat. That was on the boat. And I should have said then, this is enough for me to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was different about this fight or these fights or these rages in Cancun? There was something about these particular instances. I don't know. A switch flipped for you. It was catalyst for something. Tell us about that. You know, I hate the fact that I am wired this way, but it, it's it's one of those things I'm really trying hard to work on. But the second I had that conversation with his brother-in-law and the second that I saw the way his sister acted to sort of like almost protect me, right, like I felt validated. And once mm-hmm. I felt validated, it was like I'm not wrong and I'm not crazy, right, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. a lot of abusive men and people that just abusers in general, men, women, whoever, that that's what their partner experiences. I'm crazy, because they haven't put their fist through a wall or they haven't put their fist on me or whatever, what have you. Mm-hmm. They can pitch a holy shit fit because their family's used to it or their friends are used to it or their friends never see it. And they just hear about it from you. Now I'm the crazy one. And right? nobody else sees it. Nobody else sees and experiences what you're experiencing. The, well, and the only people that had were his family. And they mm-hmm. enable it. That's, and excuse it. They, they have accepted it, enabled it, and excused it. Mm-hmm. Right? I've had conversations yeah. with his father with his sister and with his brother-in-law over the course of five years, all talking about his temper. And then also his children who said, we are afraid of him. You said something really important right there. You said, I realized I wasn't crazy. The validation was there. I wasn't crazy. And I know gaslighting is something that we hear a lot of now. It's a term that unfortunately is thrown around way too loosely, right? way too lightly. Right. Um, but the reality is, for those who don't know, for listener mom, uh, the term is based on like a 1940s movie called Gaslight, where a husband is trying to trick his wife and he starts slowly dimming the lights, which are gaslight fixtures around the house, to in an effort to push her into believing she's crazy right. so that she will sign over all of her wealth to him. Right. Um, and that's the term gaslighting. So gaslighting 
in its purest form relies on the other person. I, I don't want to say the victim. I know you don't like that term, but the reality is the victim, the person with unequal power. It it only works if that person feels crazy. Feeling crazy is the most important part of a gaslight. If yeah. there is no questioning of sanity, if the person knows they're not crazy, it doesn't work. The yeah. manipulation can't work. Well, yeah. that's this this so. After the inappropriate relationship, quote unquote, ended in 2019, you know, I entered into 2020. I think from that 2019 point on, I started developing that sort of, I don't need validation. I'm not crazy. I kind of see this for what it is. And the more I stepped into that, you know, I think the further I stepped from him, even though we got engaged, all that bullshit, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So, again, you know, we get into where we're at this time last year. Kids have told me they're afraid of him. Families told me, yes, he's crazy, but, you know, he's just got a temper. It is what it is. You know, deal with it, so on and so forth. You know, get through the duration of 2021. But everyone has faults, Michelle. I am right. Yeah. Everybody. Every, oh, yeah. Nobody's that, perfect, Michelle. Oh, right. That's, yeah, that was. That you was have the, faults too, Michelle. That has was anybody lovely, ever told you that? That was the lovely text I got from his father. Yeah. 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 You're not his perfect father, either. You're not perfect either. That's what I got from his dad. You're not perfect either. After he sat there and, and justified his wife's. Mm-hmm. What is it? Volatile and sometimes violent or aggressive? Yes. Uh, temper? Yes. And I'm like, oh, Again, well, let's, let's blame have... the victim. You know what? That's right. He was wrong. He shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't have manipulated, shouldn't have yelled, shouldn't have abused. But you know what, Michelle? You are wrong, too, because you're just not perfect. If you could just be more perfect, maybe you wouldn't have been abused. So that back, just back to that, my ass. Back to that, back to that whole point Sorry. of why... why <laughs> Why, no, the, I love why, it. why I love this it. family, why I'm not on that same page with the brother-in-law yeah. about this family being as, as top-notch as he right. says they are. So, anyways. So, take us into, we've gone through the summer and the fall and whatever of 2021. And there was more shit in the fall, but it's more of the same shit. You know, and we're still, you know, head into 2022 together, blah, 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 blah. Start to reconsider doing the house thing, the marriage thing, all of that. Um, got in. No. Can you pinpoint what brings you back to those to the honeymoon period to the 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 romance period? Where well, the you're... honeymoon period I think died a long time ago. Honestly, I think now it's a this is a this is a comfort and this is a pattern. This is somebody that's been in my life for five years. And mm-hmm. oh, side note, you know this whole thing started right with me sort of feeling insecure about being alone. And mm-hmm. oh yeah, my yeah. husband. My ex-husband was thriving. Yeah. My ex-husband was yeah. doing really well. He was in a serious relationship. So it Fast goes back to, to the competition of the... Of maybe the, subconsciously, yeah. right? Yeah. And again... Not wanting to be alone. It's I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be with my ex-husband. Yeah. My ex-husband's doing extremely well, so on and so forth. My ex-husband got engaged mm-hmm. in February of this year. February 2022. February 2022. I'm sorry, yes. February 2022. And I think maybe subconsciously... There was now this, all right. Yep. It's go time. Yeah. yeah. It's shit or get Go off the pot, pot. time. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I literally, I mean, within weeks. Got to build a house. Got to get a listen, ring. Gotta and I, the... and to be fair, I did not put pressure on him. Yeah. I did not say this has got to happen. It had been in the talk, in talks mm-hmm. for off and on for sure. years, right? Sure. I already knew he had a ring. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I was going to say, he told me he had a ring at least... <laughs> I think nine months before he proposed. Right. Well, and this is a good point to interject for anyone who's listening. If if there is a point in your relationship where you have to give your partner an ultimatum to marry you or or become engaged, I think it I think it is 
for me, maybe not for everybody else, leave. Yeah. I know. Walk Ultimatums away. Ultimatums are terrible. That's, that's, yeah, terrible that's idea. the thing. There I, was, I will never do that. There was no, there yeah. was no ultimatum. Mm-hmm. We were moving forward yeah. with this house situation. But you know, there are people that do that. They're oh, like, yeah. I and better like, have a ring by Christmas. fucking crazy. And they're sending pictures yeah. and they're, mm-hmm. they're doing all these things. I'm like, I never walk did, away. I never did any of that. Yeah. Good girl. So, yeah. but I think sort of in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, well, this has happened. So it's logical for this to happen. I think that was just sort of an unspoken thing though sure i because it was never an ultimatum whatever whatever we start you know looking more and more at houses decide on a house finally we're able to find a lot start start the plans to build and literally the day after we signed the contract he proposed and that was march of 2022 so that was probably within four to six weeks after my ex-husband got engaged Mm -hmm. so it may have had something to do with that. I'm not really sure. Um, and again, I don't want to give too much credit to that situation because to me, that situation and that person, my ex-husband, is totally different than the person I was ever with. But he knew it. He knew that your ex had gotten engaged, correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So in my his ex, mind... Now, to again, to give credit where credit's due, my ex-husband picked up the phone and called me and said... I want you to know this is going to happen. Yeah. But here's the strange thing about that. I do want to just sidebar, bring this up, that I don't think I've given a lot of attention to also. We were at my son's basketball game, and we being my ex-husband, my now ex-fiance, parents, ex-in-laws, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's there. Sure. Everybody knows my ex-husband is proposing that night. He's already called me and told me, I thought that was very kind, respectful, and gracious of him to do so. Sure. Right? Yeah. I can remember him pulling me aside, knowing, right, I know he's going to propose that night. Mm -hmm. He knows he's going to propose that night, right? I think my son knew he was going to propose that night, and he was like, hey, I really, really, really like your boyfriend. And I was like, okay. He was like, Michelle, I really, really, really like your boyfriend. And it's never sat well with me. I'm like... Like, there was a lot of emphasis on, on him telling me how much he really, really liked the person I was with at that time. The person he thought you were with at the time. Let's be clear. Yeah. Your ex never, ever had a clue who you were with. Oh, he knows now. I'm sure he does. Thanks to my son. Oh, I'm sure yeah. he does. So, but, but you know what I'm saying? He liked, the, he liked the idea of who you were with. I think partly. But I also think, too, I'm like, to put that much emphasis on it, was there a part of him that was like, I'm about to get engaged to somebody else and I want her to be okay. Yeah. I want her to thrive too. I want sure. her to know that I support this. I like there was something. I think he's signing about, off on it. I think he's signing off on it. In telling you that, he's signing off on it. And your ex we I I'll speak for me. I don't want to speak for you. For me, and I feel like you and I are very close. Absolutely. I spent a tremendous of time amount of time with you and with the two of you together. Mm-hmm. And the things that you told me were going on mm-hmm. surprised me. Mm-hmm. Not because I didn't believe them, but because the man puts on a really good face for the public. Mm-hmm. And that may be where your ex was coming from, too. I think it might have been coming from a place of genuine, you know what, hey, seems like a good dude. Yeah. They seem really happy. Yeah. I'm moving on. You know, I'm just going to throw in my blessings. And yeah. because you would not have stayed with someone sure. that 
didn't look good to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if everyone around you was going, "Hey, Michelle, he's a he's a ja- he's a jackass. He's doing this. He's that. Yeah. He's abusing you." It would have given you the validation sure. that you needed, I think. But that's what makes it, dare I say, lonely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in a, in in a manipulative, mm-hmm. abusive mm-hmm. type of relationship, did you feel very alone? Very. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that like? I mean, which one? Because, you know, with my ex-husband, you know, I really hesitate with the abusive piece. I Do I think he's a narcissist or has narcissistic tendencies? Yeah. Do I think he was that person that just could not stand to ever be wrong, so therefore he wasn't, and, you know, completely shut down or dismissed any of my ideas, and does he still do that? Mm-hmm. I do. I think that stems from a lack of respect for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think that stems from an abusive tendency he has or he owns. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I see him with his, you know, current wife now, and it's a completely different situation. Now, that could be different in a year or two. I don't know. I hope for the sake of my son, and honestly, for the sake of him, it's not. But I think, you know, where we started from, we started, you know, dating when I was 16. And I don't think he knew how to treat a woman or how to respect a woman. And I sort of got the brunt of that. And ironically enough, he was coming out of a really broken, hurtful relationship where his former partner cheated on him too. And I'm like, oh my God, like talking about it out loud now, I'm like, oh my God, all the similarities. Holy shit. But, you know, with my most current situation, yeah. I Did I feel lonely? Yeah. because But I also, too, drew strength from y'all because you know, I'm not going and having an inappropriate relationship with another man and venting to another man. I'm coming to vent to y'all mm-hmm. And whether I wanted to be validated or not, y'all would right. across the board. You'd be like, no, I would absolutely feel that way too, right? right. And so it was – I wasn't – I was a little lonely, I guess, but I also didn't live with him. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't spend a ton of time together. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yes and no. But, you know, again, that, that facade, that front that he put on, mm-hmm. you know, that's what everybody else saw. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, overwhelmed, or like me, all of the above, BetterHelp is here to help. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. Also, you can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Special offer to dating divorced and downright weird listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash dddweird. That's betterhelp.com slash dddweird. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring Dating, Divorced, and Downright Weird. So you've been processing this now for solid two, two months, mm-hmm. two and a half months? Two months. <laughs> I mean, technically five years, but yes, yeah. I mean, yes. Well, we'll say since, since, since the date was formally over. Yeah, two months ago. Um. I'm curious. I mean, I know, but I want listener mom to hear. <laughs> what are some things, what big thing, what small things have you been, have you, pro- have you realized, have you processed? What's kind of really stood out to you? What would you want to tell? Let me, okay, I'm asking a lot of questions. Let me back up. What would you tell Michelle, 36 years old? Mm-hmm. If you could sit down right here and have a conversation with 36-year-old Michelle about to enter into this relationship, having just come out of a divorce, having had a couple of light relationships in between, what advice would you give her? I mean, a whole lot, right? Um, Well, I think we need to go back to 
the situation where it was the straw that broke the camel's back. And so that was two and a half months ago. And the straw that broke the camel's back for me after, you know, being left multiple times, having an inappropriate relationship with another woman, you know, constantly complaining about your job, emotionally unstable, um, throwing timber tantrums, disrespect, da 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 all the reasons I, I had that were already there and valid and, and, and enough, more than enough for me to leave. Shitty box of chocolates. Shitty box of chocolates, right? You know, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. the straw that broke the camel's back for me was, you know, had too much to drink in front of my kid, uh, ended up losing his temper entirely, losing his temper on me. Now, did he ever lay a hand on me? No. Does he get a fucking trophy for never laying a hand on me? No. Right. Right. Also, no. You don't yeah. You don't win a competition for not hitting your girlfriend or for not hitting your boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Abuse shows up in many different forms and... The verbal slaps hurt just as much. That's Well, and I think they last longer, too. They do. You know, those, those physical bruises recover a lot more than those emotional ones do. Sure. Um, he lost his mind and raged out in front of my kid. And, of course, that naturally ignited a reaction for me. But my... My reaction beyond that was, you know, I remember looking at my kid and thinking I was in this exact same spot when I was 11 and there was absolutely nobody there to protect me. Yep. And I I immediately removed my kid from that situation because I saw the look of sheer terror and fear on his face. And I knew then, never again. We're done. Did I break up with him then? No. Did I give it some time and space to really make sure this is exactly what I want to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. Did I miss him during the time that we didn't talk after we got back from that Cancun trip I was finally invited on? Fuck no. I mean, barely. Right? And this was a man that initially tried to blame me for his reaction. Yeah. And and to be clear, let's talk about what he got mad about. He got mad because he lost his backpack. (laughs) Like he's five. Right? Right. Right? Too much alcohol. He lost yeah. something that meant something to him. And naturally that meant that was the equation that equaled let's take it out on. I'm going to start calling him Dora. (laughs) (laughs) I hope to God everybody does now. So... Um, so Dora the Explorer loses her backpack and then, and then proceeds to lose her mind, Mm -hmm. loses her mind on me, yells and screams at me in front of my child. My child gets completely freaked out and scared. And I'm like, that's it. Take my kid, go eat, come back, grab my wallet out of the hotel room and go and get another hotel at the resort for the next, for the remainder of the trip. Yep. So glad I went on the family trip. Finally, wow. finally, sure, I'm sure you are. Finally, um, so I didn't. I, I, you were talking earlier. You said something about sitting on a decision and really processing it. I came back from Cancun doing that. I was initially blamed for that, and I was like, okay, well, if you're going to continue to blame me, then you need to find somebody else that's going to call to you because I'm not going to do Blames. this. And he was like, how? I mean, I'd go back to his text messages, but he's blocked. <laughs> Um, you know, just well, high level, you, you had a reaction and you did this and you did mm. that. Like basically right. it was my fault because he yelled. So at again, me. the victim blaming. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Okay. That's right. And he like, raged, well, but somehow. It and was, I told him, I yeah. said, you know what, then, then you're just proving to me yeah. that because you got angry and upset with me and then yeah. I got angry and upset with you that we probably shouldn't be together. Right. Because like, this is in fact, this is no impacting our kids. Of responsibility. Right. And I said, I said, so then, then you're just proving my point. So we shouldn't be together. Right. Yeah. Like this is going to this is this is influencing and impacting your kids. It's influencing and impacting my kids. So mm-hmm. let's just go ahead and part ways. No, 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 no. I'll do whatever it takes to make it work. Da, 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 da. And I was like, I remember reading that initial text going, where have I heard this before? I didn't talk to him for a week. Yeah. I got my shit together. And what I mean by I got my shit together is, you know, keep in mind we're engaged. 
We've now put, you know, in a contract on a house, which also came with a lot of significant money involved. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what I mean about getting my shit together was I hired a real estate attorney and said, let's figure out the best option and best way out of this. Um, I talked to him a week later and said, hey, I've hired an attorney. I don't think it's best for us to proceed with this house. I don't know what that means for our relationship. Honestly, I knew exactly what that meant for our relationship. But again, I'm just like, I don't want everything to explode all at once. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a week after that, I was like, we're done. Yeah. And it was, again, another point of validation for me after I had this conversation with my real estate attorney when he said, well, you should have left him back in 2019 when he had that inappropriate relationship. And I'm like, well, no shit, Sherlock. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Captain Obvious. But (laughs) aside from that, he was like as violent as this guy is, right? Yeah. And as volatile as this guy is, he goes, you're not just breaking up with him. You're breaking off an engagement. Yeah. You're getting out of a contract with a house. If your son is supposed to stay with you tonight, he needs to stay somewhere else. Because at this point, I don't know what this guy's capable of. And it's like hearing that from somebody else, I'm like, Again, mm-hmm. I'm not crazy. Right. Well, not and, crazy. and I, I, it breaks my heart to hear you say that, that the advice that he gave you was that your child needs to stay somewhere else. Because the advice that this man should have given you is you both need to stay somewhere else. But that didn't happen. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, too, um, because I think financially, you know, you weren't in a terrible situation you do have the means to care for you yourself and your child this is a very different situation for people listening a lot of people listening um stay because of money stay because of finances and so i think i want to add too that there you know there's tons of services to help people if they if they're staying because of finances you know so um not from a cell phone, but from a landline called 211, any city you're in, and that's the United Way helpline. And you can get services and resources in the city that you're in to help you. Mm-hmm. Anything you need. I think that's really a, a fantastic point, too, because, yes, while all of this totally sucks, and, I mean, it's just been the summer from hell, right? But, you know, you're right. I, I am in a position to sure. take care of myself. And my son financially. Yeah. And, and not, you made an amazing decision feel. for your child to protect you. your child. That, well, that doesn't that, happen every day well, either. That, <laughs> again, and but I, again, yeah. had shame attached to that because sure. I'm like, I should have done this last year when the girls told me they were afraid of him. Yeah. I should have done this last year. And I will never forget, um, you know, I had to come out of that meeting with my attorney. And before I had the conversation with the ex-fiance, I had to have the conversation with the ex-husband sure. and say, all right. I got a situation. He did not have a clue. And so my 11-year-old son going on 30 held on to it. And I said, okay. I said, you need to go talk to him. You need to go have a conversation with him. Here's a situation I'm going to tell you about. Can he stay with you now? He was like, absolutely. He was like, I'm so sorry. It sounds like you did the right thing. This is the guy that was encouraging. I really like him. I really like him. I really like him. And... um. He was like, and I, I'll never forget, he asked me. And that's the only time I have teared up and almost cried about the situation because I think I knew yeah. this had to be done. But it, telling that story to my ex-husband was the, the point where I almost lost my shit. Yeah. But um, I'll never forget, he asked, what do you need from me? That's great. And my immediate response was not to judge me. You know, here yeah. he is. He's, yeah. 
He's just gotten married. He has the new big shiny house. Sure. You know, he has all the all he's got. He's got everything together. And my life just fell apart sure. in an instant. Yeah. And I had to tell him that. Yeah. Right. So that was hard. But I'll never forget, too. Again, when my son had to tell him the story, it was he's got a temper. It gets worse with alcohol. I'm sick of this. I'm afraid. And I don't want to be around him anymore. Yeah. Door closed. So, Dora the Explorer, you can go on with your... Backpack. Fucking backpack. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Swipe so, or no swiping. That's where we're at. It's a lot. It is a lot. You'll never regret choosing um, the, the mental health of your child. Well... That you won't. And again... And yours as well. Well, and it, yes, I was going to say... I I truly, truly feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulder. I was terrified to pull this trigger. I pulled the trigger, and it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made, right? And again, when you can't choose it for yourself, you chose it for him. Well, and that was my therapist's point, was that you couldn't do it for you. You had plenty of reasons to do it for you, but the second you saw your kid was terrified, and I said the second Mm -hmm. I saw that was the second I became him Yeah, because that's what I grew up in, and there was nobody in that situation to snatch me out of that and go, Absolutely fucking not. No yeah. fucking way. We're yeah. not doing this. She's not going to be around this. Yeah. And again, it was just pattern Not again, of abuse. friend. Not and again. That, that was it. And so for me, it was like, we're one and done. Yeah. Right. So what do you tell the listener that's heard all of this and is thinking, this is really hitting home. I'm really identifying with this. I'm in a similar situation. Uh, I never thought of this as abuse because there's no physical signs of it. And again, I want to I want to emphasize, I would say the majority of abuse that that goes on in the world is not physical. physical. We have to stop limiting it. And this can go for listener, female, listener, male, because Mm -hmm. women abuse, too. Mm -hmm. Um, So to the listener that that is really contemplating this and processing this and going, this really speaks to me. I think I'm in a similar situation. I don't know what to do. I don't know who to talk to. Nobody's going to understand me. They seem like this great person on the outside. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like nobody's going to believe me. I feel crazy. I feel scared. And I feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I would say... Three things that you would say to them. All those are signs of the fact that you are with an abuser, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's almost to me... Just seeing this, you know, as a kid, as an adult, whatever, it's almost just as much of a mind fuck as it is anything else. I mean, it's mm-hmm. an it's an emotional roller coaster. It's a mind fuck, you know, physical or no physical abuse. That emotional mental stuff is is, I mean, I think harder to recover from. Um, get help, you know. Lacey brought up United Way. Um, get help. That doesn't mean that you're a bad person or that you necessarily need help. But we all need to help. We all need somebody. You know, whether it's somebody like me that, you know, I need my feelings validated or whatnot, your feelings are valid. You know, I didn't have to have anybody tell me that because my feelings are valid. I've I've stepped into that place now, but it's taken me years to get there. You know, and again, if I'd heard this at 36 versus 41, may or may not be a different story. But, you know, have somebody there to talk to. Don't bottle that shit up because you can't do anything with it. You know, give let your voice be heard. Give give those feelings space. Mm-hmm. You know, feel those feelings. Don't deny them. But also, too, leave. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that's the biggest piece of advice. If mm-hmm. this is a consistent feeling you're getting from your partner, yeah, this is not the right person for you. So one thing that our therapist has told us when I've talked about some of my past relationships and abusive situations is that um, abuse and 
any really any kind of inappropriate behavior thrives in the shadows, yep. thrives in the dark. Yeah. And that one way of taking back your power, empowering yourself, mm-hmm. taking back control of the situation mm-hmm. and moving forward is to bring it out of the shadow into the light for you. Is that what this part of your journey is? You know, coming, you coming on here and being interviewed in the podcast, being vulnerable, being open about this. Do you feel like this is helping you continue? I know you've already stepped into a lot of empowerment, but is this the next step continuing to? I think so. And I mean, I've I've been really vocal with both of you about, you know, sort of being in my feelings about this recently because I haven't been in my feelings about this a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think one of the reasons I avoided this is because I like to be thought of or be considered as a very strong and put together person. So therefore, in my mind, it's not okay to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Now, the good news is I actually haven't fallen apart, right? You know, I've had some moments. I've had, you know, some sadness. And I, for me, I tend to experience more anger first. Yeah. Anger is that primary feeling. And then I get sad and that sadness leads to vulnerability. But I've also stepped into it. Right. And I think by doing that and by talking about it, this is somewhat a very cathartic experience because mm-hmm. it's also it's it's addressing it. It's giving it space. It's giving it attention. Right. And then it's, you know, putting it back where it belongs. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think also giving it that space and that attention sort of opens this conversation up for other people to go. I totally like you said, I identify with what she's saying. I identify with how she feels, because, again, I'm not you know, I'm not a victim of physical violence right? Or abuse. But again, you don't get a fucking trophy because you didn't hit me, right? Right. right? Like you're a bag of dicks because this is the way you treat people. And I mean, I'm sitting here reading this book and I want, you know, the audience to hear about it and we'll try and post this up on Instagram and TikTok and all the social media stuff. But it's called, Why Does He Do That? Inside the Minds of Angry and Controlling Men, right? So it talks a lot about, you know, the the mental side of abuse and how, You know, a lot of abusers use that sort of, like you were talking about, in the shadows, a lot of abusers tend to do more emotional, right, and mental abuse than anything else. Mm -hmm. They also tend to do it to their kids and their spouses. They do it in the shadows. You know, everybody at work thinks he's a great guy. His friends think he's a great guy. Mm -hmm. His family thinks he's a great guy, even though they enable and they know. They think he's a great guy, right? But in reality, the people, right, that have known him, you know, more intimately than anybody, mm-hmm. ex-wife included, she and I have nothing in common. We have very similar stories. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's very interesting to me, right? <laughs> yeah. Now all of a sudden, he's not a victim. Rather, he's a common denominator. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's the catalyst. Um, I, I know why you brought me here. And so I feel like it's important for me to to say um, kind of certain things when it when the doors opened. And so for for the people who are listening who don't have the financial resources or don't know where to go or don't have their girl gang, their girl tribe. They have been completely isolated by abuse. Right. They are um, without their family. They have been relocated. They are um, somehow finding this podcast um, and listening to it um, and want to not only report the abuse but get help for themselves and their children. Um, they can contact their local district attorney's office. They will be um, obviously talked to by a advocate. They will be um, 
you know, assign an advocate. There are funds to help them not only get a divorce, but get counseling for themselves. They have um, special counselors through child advocacy centers, you know, local advocacy centers for children who will help with not only talk therapy, but play therapy, depending on the age of the children. There are resources in every city, in every state to help. So I just encourage anyone who's listening who feels like they don't have anywhere to turn just start with your local law enforcement. Start with your district attorney's office. They are there to help, and there are funds to do so. Yeah, that's amazing. So, Natalie, <laughs> you've asked a lot of really good questions. I'm going to be brief about this because I just want to be brief. But, you know, and Lucy, too. So mm-hmm. we've talked about abuse. We all can identify it. We all through, you know, counseling, training, therapy, you know, friends, friends of friends, whatever, what have you. We all know somebody that ex- has experienced abuse, right? Yes. And our initial reaction is to say, what? My initial reaction is to leave, right? My initial reaction as far as advice to other friends is you got gotcha. you got to go, yeah. right? Yeah. So. But, okay. It so It is. Okay. Your initial reaction at however old you are, we all know, but. I've already admitted I'm have you have, have you? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so at our age, it is. You know, get the f out. I mean, right. that's our, that's our right. reaction. Right. Um. But I was also absolutely. I was twenty years old. I was going to ask. So, in yeah. both of your experiences, because we've talked some about this, yeah. and we've actually talked at length about this. Yeah. I can easily say that now. So much easier said than done, right? Absolutely. How long did it take you to leave? Oh, uh, forever. I mean, from from the time the first time I said, you know, I was with my ex for my my marital ex for 11 years. Mm-hmm. 11 years. Mm-hmm. And when I tell people about that experience, there were 2 years from the time I was 16 till about 18 that that I would consider that relationship healthy. Now, healthy as defined by a 16 to 18 year old. Mm-hmm who was lovesick mm-hmm. and and it was a long distance relationship as well. Mm-hmm. So I mean it's 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 sad as as I'll get out but um you know it's easy for for anyone of of my age or your age to tell someone who's 16, 18, 20, 25 get out. Um their brains aren't even fully formed till they're 25. Mm-mm. So and they're not going to listen to you. No. So they are going to I don't ha- think Mike's was fully formed anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. he's 42, but that's fine. <laughs> so I'm not saying it's not possible <laughs> for them to listen. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that they they need support. Mm-hmm. Um and that just like with um any kind of addiction cuz love is an addiction. Yeah. Um with any addiction, you can't necessarily make you can't take the drug out of the person's hand. You can't make them stop using. Right. You can offer them support. Um, at, at every turn where they need it. So they know that they're supported. They know when they make the decision for themselves to stop using, get out, leave, whatever. Um, and I don't give I don't give this person near enough credit, but um, when I ultimately made the decision to leave, um, I had a check for $500. Now, was that going to make or break my finances? No, but it was a check for $500. I did not have a penny to my name, but I had that check. Right. And, and I'm just saying that was a million years ago, but I'm just saying that that level of support and, and, there, and I open that card to this day and the card reads, I know that you can do this on your own. I know that you have this. I know you have all the skills, all the tools, all the knowledge to do this on your own. 
but this is here for you if you need it. Wow. And I don't give that person near enough credit to this day, but you just have to be there to support them. And so what I would say to to my 16-year-old self, to my 18-year-old self, to my 20-year-old self, to myself today, yeah. if I find myself in that similar situation, because we're all very vulnerable to end right, right back up in there. Right. We are all children internally who have we are in these grown-ass bodies but we are still children we are still arrested in so many ways we are not perfect we are not whole we are on our way to wholeness but we are not whole Mm -hmm. and so where we are wounded we're still wounded we're working through it right absolutely I would tell myself today um you have the love and support of family and friends you are not alone and there is there are many avenues for support. There are many avenues to get out. So when you, when you want to, you will. And um, I hope it's soon. But you're supported in the meantime because you're not going to force anybody into that lane of traffic. No. Yeah. 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 Not. I think I would say, well, I know I would say a little bit of a different take on Lacey's advice. Um, <laughs> get help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are unfortunate situations. There are certainly a lot of situations where, yes, the best exit strategy is leave. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Just get the hell out. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, there are situations, especially when we have physically abusive people, when we have children involved. We all know that in a lot of states, the child has to be hurt for the parents' rights to be taken away, which is bullshit. I could I could do mm-hmm. a whole podcast on that. Mm-hmm. But that is the reality of the world that we live in. And so there are unfortunately times that I don't want to say you can't leave, but it's you're playing the long game. Mm-hmm. You're playing the long game. Mm-hmm. And you have to be careful. And so um, with that in mind, yes, I think the majority of the time leaving is the right answer. If you're scared to leave, if you're unsure, you know, if you've got kids involved, you feel like you're in danger, they're in danger, find help. Find help. Lisa's given several great options for help all across the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, there are support groups online. You can do it anonymously. Nobody has to know who you are. There are 800 numbers that you can call. There are you know online Facebook groups. You can, you can create a fake profile. There are online chat groups you can find. Nobody has to know who you are. There is somebody out there who has lived your story who can give you advice, who can connect you. It's all about who you know, right? There are networks out there that can connect you with um, with financial resources, with attorneys, with police officers, mm-hmm. with people who can help you navigate the system because it is a tricky system and mm-hmm. keep you and your children safe because while not all abuse is physical, mm-hmm. I guarantee you all physical abuse has started out on a Absolutely. much lower scale. I would be hard-pressed to think of anyone I know of that's been in physically abusive relationships, and I've known an unfortunate number of people who have, Mm -hmm. uh, in sexually abusive relationships, too, that it started out at that level, right? right? Because typically, if it starts at that level, we'll get the hell out. It always starts with the gaslighting, with the manipulation. The grooming of it. Yeah, Yeah. with the rage, with the... Mm -hmm. the, They're trying to scratch the surface. Exactly, and it just slowly... It slowly builds up. So that's another piece of advice. Anyone that that maybe is going, well, it's not that bad, don't wait for it to get that bad. And you've put a level to bad. That's what I always say Mm -hmm. when someone says something is not that bad. It's still bad. You've put a level to bad. It's still bad, right? You've put a level to bad. I think it's also important to note, too, that it's so easy for us to go, because I know I did this um, before I actually, you know, did further research on it, that... Most physical or not even physical abusers, most abusers, men or women, are are not you know um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like they don't suffer from a mental illness, right? Mm -hmm. They don't suffer from it's. We're not talking about folks that are bipolar or folks right. that are are manic or folks that are, you right. know, anything along those lines. Yeah. You know, they're not checking out on the DSM five sure. scale at some point. Right. These are mentally healthy people. Mm -hmm. They crave power for all intents and purposes. Yeah, yep. they crave yep. they crave power. They know what they're doing. They're aware of what they're doing. They they crave power and they want to intimidate because that is at the core who they are. Mm -hmm. Right. So know that too. know that this is not a mental issue and maybe a pill will fix this or maybe a pill and therapy will fix it. Can it be fixed? Yeah. But you cannot help those that don't want to be helped. Yeah. Right. And I think it's also important to note, too, and this is a conversation I had with a girlfriend recently, and, and this is sort of where we're going to end this episode here, is when people show you who they are the first time, believe them. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. If they'll do it once, they'll do it again. Mm -hmm. And like Natalie was saying, it will escalate and get worse and Absolutely. escalate and get worse. Okay. Thank you for coming on our show. <laughs> We've enjoyed <laughs> having you. We've enjoyed having you as our guest. Thanks so much for having me, girls. I really appreciate it. No, excellent, excellent job, Nat. Excellent job, Lacey. I appreciate you both. Thank you so much for your time, effort, energy, and, and to this podcast and this episode especially. Love we you both. Love you. Love you. All right. Thanks for listening to Dating Divorced and Downright Weird. Thanks for listening to Dating, Divorced, and Downright Weird. Our executive producer and host is me, Michelle. Producer and editor is Bo Wheeler. Our theme music is by No Thank You John. Thanks for listening, folks, and keep it weird. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. So people, it's really important to know like what your status is, where you're at, especially those in the dating community. Let's Get Checked not only does STD testing, but they do hormone testing, cholesterol testing, you name it, they pretty much do it. Ever important to know what's going on in your body and ever important to share that with your partner too. So Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. How awesome is that? You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging with next day delivery. Once your sample arrives in the lab, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. Your results are reviewed by a clinician and a member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team may call you to review your results. Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation, giving you a lot more confidence and security when using Let's Get Checked. So, if you want to avoid an uncomfortable office visit, like me, and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com slash dddweird and get 25% off your testing using code dddweird25. Happy testing!